question that brought you here. Are you satisfied with what life throws at you without ever asking why? Because I'm not. I mean, if you're content talking endlessly about the same recycled subjects over and over, just go to another podcast, because this is a new platform for my friends, clients, and anyone who wants to hang around a virtual campfire and discuss questions you've always had, but never dared to ask. My name is Rich Nisbet. Welcome to It's the Question. Happy anniversary, friends, listeners, readers, everybody. It has been one year since we launched this podcast series called It's the Question. And this is the 10th episode, so it's kind of special in its own right. Last podcast, we asked the question, what problem could your help be to another? And people struggled with that one, and I can understand why. But once you hear some of the answers to that question, it will all make sense. And it's actually pretty enlightening around the subject of problems and the subject of help. Now, what I want to do in this first part is to go over the last nine podcasts just really fast so that we can kind of get an overall direction of where this thing is headed and what the point of all this is, okay? The first podcast was called The Power of the Question. And in that podcast, I said, your, your advice sucks. So does mine. Because advice to a personal problem is never going to resolve it because the person who has that problem has constructed it a certain way. There are certain people involved. There are certain dynamics that you don't know about. And they might have a, an actual purpose for having that problem. So any solution you throw at them, they're going to get pissed at you. There's a lot to that. The question opens the door. The question is like untying a really tight knot. Asking people questions about their problem gets them to look at it from different angles. And if you ask enough questions, pretty soon they come up with their own solution to it based on what they now see from a new angle that they hadn't looked at before. I'll give you an example. Your girlfriend says, my husband's abusing me. So you say, really, what kind of abuse? Oh, verbal, he pushed me the other night. We've been arguing a lot. It's horrible. Really, how long has it been going on? Oh, I don't know, a couple of years, I guess. How long have you guys been married? Um, oh, like, I think 11 years, yeah, 11 years. Okay, so two years ago, what uh, happened? Well, that's when the economy dipped. And uh, my husband had his own business, and uh, he started drinking a lot. Really, why? Why was he drinking? Well, he, uh, he lost a lot of customers, people weren't paying him on time, and um, that's when he started working for my dad. Oh yeah, how'd that go about? Well, I told him, I said, we need money, you gotta work for my father. Well, why would he start drinking, working for your father? Well, because my father is completely a dominant asshole. Hmm. Wow, I never looked at this before, but yeah. No wonder he's so stressed out and drinking. It's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to talk to him tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, let's work out you getting back into your own business. Things are turning around, and I'm sure that we could... 
we could get away from my dad and all the stuff that's coming from that and yeah i'm gonna talk to him tonight hey thanks i got i gotta go thanks uh nice talking to you now that's a a simple example that i kind of just made up on the top of my head but the point is you didn't give advice you didn't say well leave him or go to the police or call social services you gave her a chance with the use of your questions to look at her problem from different angles and all of a sudden she saw the truth of it and she can now solve it pretty cool right the power of the question we also went over the fact that there are three main types of questions that we're going to concern ourselves with the first one is called the life question and a life question is what we use to live our life you know what's a good college for my kid how much Does it cost to go to Disneyland? Uh, How do you reboot a computer? Those kind of questions. The second question is called the universal question, and we asked a lot of those. Universal questions about what's my purpose in life, you know, have I ever been out of my body, those kind of things. And then the last type of question is called a progressive question, which is used in counseling and coaching. And that question gets a person to look at their own existence. And by using that type of question in the correct way, a person can move from one state of awareness and progress up to a higher, more responsible state of awareness. Kind of like that example with a girl. I've been a counselor coach for many, many years, and I've used these progressive questions very effectively. And it's so cool because I don't have to give advice. And I really think 100% that that's why we don't have that many counselors or coaches, because they go to school and college, and they think they got to figure everything out and give the correct advice, and their patient is relying on them for what's going to happen in their life. No, if you got the right questions, all you have to do is sit back, ask the question, and they will figure it out. It's so relieving, and it's so satisfying. All right. Let's go to podcast number two. The question at the end of podcast one was, have you ever been out of your body? So podcast number two gave the answers to that question and the answers were yes. A few people said no, but nobody denied that it could happen. Now, the main overall point I wanna bring up on this podcast number two is that people who were out of their body, many of them, had a visual perception. You think about that. Yeah, I was out of my body, I could see the entire street and I could see my entire neighborhood or yeah, I was out of my body just getting operated on and I could watch the whole operation from the ceiling of the operating room looking down, I saw the doctors, I could hear everything. You see what I'm saying? They left their body but they had hearing and visual perception and they had a memory of it. Now, that means They are not their body, which probably means you are not your body. So then what are you? Good question, right? Which brings us to podcast number three. Have you ever experienced telepathy? All right. Most of the people said, yeah, the phone will ring and I just know who it is. And or or I'll call somebody. They'll go, oh, my God, I was just thinking about you. So there's a connection there, like over a distance. There's some kind of spiritual connection. Now, some people, they could tell that something bad was happening to a loved one from many, many miles away. 
There was a woman in Chicago who knew something bad had happened to her father at when he was in Tennessee, and then later that evening she found out, yeah, he had passed away. So she had a telepathic awareness that something bad had happened. And then there's the people who claim to have communications from someone who has passed away. You know, like they're driving away that night from the hospice setting, and all of a sudden there's their loved one in the car speaking with them telepathically. Or they're in their bed at 3 a.m. and boom, there's their deceased loved one speaking with them. Or those mothers who are pregnant getting communication from the soon-to-be-born baby, the spirit of that baby. I mean, come on. These stories go on and on and on. So it proves once again that there are perceptions and abilities that are far beyond our ears and our eyes and our sense of touch and all that. These are different abilities that have to do with who we really are. And I think that the next podcast, number four, What Happens When You Die, is kind of the point of all of this. Who doesn't worry about that? But if you put together what's happened on podcast number two and three, you start to wonder, yeah, what will happen? If I could, if I could leave my body when it's alive, I wonder if I could leave it. Maybe I'll still be aware of myself when my body is dead. When you start looking at our existence in this new light, everything changes. A lot can be sold to you. A lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of worries and concerns can be sold to you if you can be convinced that you will die when your body does. People claiming to have communications and from ghosts, dead souls that are floating around, near-death experiences, the telepathy examples, being out of your body, all of that lends itself into thinking that maybe we are not our bodies. Maybe we are spiritual beings inherently. All right, so the next five podcasts, we used a progressive type of question that people wrote in about. Podcast number five was, what would you like to change and what would you like to leave unchanged? Back and forth, back and forth until the point of payoff. And every progressive question is continued until you hit that point of payoff. I call it a pop moment, P-O-P. Point of payoff. Anyway, like the girl in the example of the abuse and all that, she realized her husband's stress and his abuse was stemming from working for her oppressive father. And when she hit that pop moment, that point of payoff, she said, yeah, I'm going to go talk to him. Hey, thanks a lot. I got to go. You don't go past that point. You never go past that point because then you just grind it into the ground and it's no good. You got to listen to your, if you're coaching someone, you got to listen to what they're saying and all of a sudden they'll go, hey, you know what? I just realized something. Or they'll say, wow, I never looked at it that way before. Or, geez, I feel so big and alive and wow, I just realized that, you know, I wasn't, I, I really am not that bad a guy. I've been beating myself up so much. Any aha moment, no matter how big or small they hit, just leave off your questioning. Just end right there, okay? Now, another point on this podcast number five is the subject of change. Every time you've had a huge loss in your life, 
to a greater or lesser degree, there has been a change. You get dumped by a boyfriend or a girlfriend, divorce, people's pet dies or someone they're close to dies or their job, get, they get fired from their job or they have to move to a new house and they, they're missing their old home. Any, anything around that upset gets associated with change. So then pretty soon people stop changing and they stay stuck in their life. This progressive question, what would you like to change and what would you like to leave unchanged? If you ask yourself those two questions enough times and you provide yourself enough different answers on each question enough times, pretty soon you're going to hit a pop moment on the subject of change and you will be way less fixed and you'll be able to have a new future. Okay, so podcast number six was write down times when you were young. And if you write down enough times when you're young, pretty soon you're going to start seeing something. You're going to see that everything around you, including your body, has changed. You're older. The school you went to is different. The house you grew up in looks different. Your friends' bodies look different. Everybody's, everything's different except the fact that you are still you. You might have different opinions now than when you were young, but those are just opinions. It's not you. You're the one making the opinions. Again, this should punch the fact that you are not your physical body and you're not the physical things around you. You're not your fingernails or your brain or your knee. You're, you are you and you don't really change. You're constant throughout life, even though everything around you does change. All right. Podcast number seven was what are you willing to forget? If you can write down all the things you'd like to forget, your memory will probably improve. Okay, podcast number eight was, if you could ask an all-knowing being any question, but you only got one, what is the one question you would ask that being? Now, the answers that came in on that one were really, really enlightening. Because the overall general consensus of the question that people would ask that being are around the subject of helping another. How can I help make this planet a better place? How can I help my father? How can we prevent war and hate of each other? And what is my purpose? So based on those questions, it brings us to podcast number nine, where the question was, can you remember a time when you did help somebody? Now, I only got one response to that question, and it was from a hospice nurse, and she is always helping people with uh, end-of-life procedures and this and that. And she read my book uh, called When It's Time, How to Help Somebody Die with Peace and Dignity and Help Everybody Else Around Them. And we had a nice talk about that book and how it applied to her job as a hospice nurse. But I thought, if I only got one response and people are afraid to admit they've helped somebody, why would that be? Well, that brings us to this podcast number 10, which is, what problem could your help be to another? People back off from helping because they feel their help will create another problem. And I'll tell you, one of the deepest cuts in our soul is when we fail to help somebody. What I mean by that is we try to help, but it didn't work. I mean, the feeling that you failed to help is big 
on everybody's mind. Uh, somebody dies, we automatically go into, I could have helped him, I should have helped him, here's what I should have done, I failed, I failed. You, you see how that can eat you up? It's one of the biggest sins that we consider we have done is to fail to help someone. So the answers that I did get on this question, what problem could your help be to another, is actually pretty therapeutic when you look at it. One of the answers was, I might make them feel worse or I might make them sadder, or I've brought up something they hadn't thought of and therefore they go into a despair. Here's some more answers. Uh, if someone was being paid for his dilemma, he could lose his welfare if I helped him. You know, like if a guy's getting disability payments for a back problem and you help him resolve his back problem, now he doesn't get any more money for that. And here's one, uh, if I help them, they might look at me as a solution to future problems. So I'm going to respond to all those problems that your help could be to another. The best guarantee that you'll create the smallest amount of trouble for somebody by helping them is to ask questions. That pretty much solves all of those things. Yeah, they might get a little bit sadder at first, but if you keep asking questions, pretty soon they'll get happy because they'll solve it. You see what I mean? And for the person who considered that maybe that guy would look at them for future solutions, well, it doesn't really matter if they look at you that way because you're just going to give questions and they're going to solve it themselves. And pretty soon their ability to solve their own problems will actually come up. So they won't have as many problems anymore. And then finally, that one of the disability thing, that's important. That's what I'm talking about. Some people might have a purpose for having the problem. And if you ask enough questions and they're not budging and they're holding onto that problem and no solution's gonna work and nothing's gonna happen, you gotta ask them that. Do you have some kind of purpose or underlying intention for having this situation? And if you push it enough, they might say something like, yeah, well, if this back situation got better, I wouldn't be getting my disability payments anymore. Or, well, if I didn't have financial problems and I made lots of money, I'd have to pay my ex-wife all the money. Or any, any variety of purposes that makes that problem a solution to something else in their life. Crazy, right? All right, so let's end off here. I want to thank you for contributing your answers to these podcasts and those of you that have gotten my book and read it and use it to help somebody else. Uh, that's what I live for. Thank you for listening to these podcasts and thank you in advance for the answers to this question. What ability do you wish you had to make your life easier? Hey, thank you very much for being part of this. Email your replies and your stories to answers at itsthequestion.com.